local store and like pick up. Alright, you ready for this shit? And welcome back to the Film Slate Podcast, everybody. My name is Brian Archie, and I'm here with... Chris Lucky. And... Jonathan Smathers. And Smathers! Welcome back, Smathers! <laughs> What's up, guys? How it's you been, been a while. I always love having you on the show. Thank you, thank you. Good. What has it been since Hereditary, you said? Yeah, Hereditary. I gotta be honest with you guys. I've been, you know, listening to some episodes, and mm-hmm. y'all's movie choices... Mm. <laughs> what do you mean? Mm. Not my not my cup of tea. I was like, <laughs> Thelma and Louise? <laughs> it wasn't Thelma was it? and Louise. We haven't done Thelma and Louise. It was or- Thelma. It was just Thelma. Oh, I thought you were being like funny. No, <laughs> and just oh, what's Thelma? It was it's a 2017 uh, release. Oh, I thought y'all watched Thelma and Louise. No. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? Listen to the episode. I, I, I haven't chimed in now. Number one, Thelma was a good movie. Number yeah. two, Thelma and Louise is fucking awesome, and you're out of your goddamn mind. Are you serious here? I haven't seen Thelma and Louise. Wow, just... Susan Sarandon, Gina Davis. This is one of the like the I, that, when we had the um, the, um, the the movie about women. Uh, yeah. What was it? Strong was, female leads. Strong female leads. Yes, that's one of the top movies ever. I'm just being. I'm, be, I'm, I'm being a hater. I've, I haven't seen that movie since I was like very little. Shit. I was just like, of Chris all is not going to replace of all the, the next movies. Movie. Of all the Talk movies, shit about Thelma and Louise. Holy <laughs> fuck, Thelma and Louise. No, we did Thelma. It's about uh, like a repressed uh, lesbian that discovers she's got psychokinetic powers. So. See, in the description, you yeah. said lesbian. You mentioned lesbian. No, yeah. I was just like, was okay, still a- Thelma and Louise. Like, he's, <laughs> he's just like, oh, they're gay or something. Just, no. just being funny. Yeah, yeah no, that, that's a departure of thought. I, I, like, I'm curious about that. Oh, one. man. Yeah. No, but, but we've had some. I think, I think the weirdest choice for me has been there's something about Mary. Like yeah, it was that, yeah. and it was like a league yeah. of their own. Like, y'all were clearly, oh, in, a, yeah. y'all were clearly in a zone. Yeah. Like, some sort of lane. No, I was just. I like love our, our, that. You never seen okay. a League of Their Own? I think that might be a little long time passive. ago. Yeah. yeah, it's like these movies. Like we're going towards like the '90s when I was a kid. Yep. Like seeing those movies, so I'm like, I think that might be a little. And there's something about Mary. I think that's a little past removed, like the '90s babies. Yeah, yeah. there's something about Mary was uh, was my my like. Ah, fuck, really? We, we <clears> talked <throat> about that. Have you seen that, Jonathan? There's something about Mary. Yeah, again, when I was really young. Yeah, that's like a little mm-hmm. past the '90s. So I'm like, if you've seen that, but it's like somebody that's like 30s, like holy shit, that's something about Mary. But like 20s, they're like, why, why are you watching yeah. this? <laughs> Yeah. That's kind of the reaction. Anyway, uh, criticizing our shit, Jonathan? No. no. Talking shit about our movie no. choice? Fight you. Just do like, a little, this is, this do a little better. What, 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 what I want to know is, yeah. did you actually listen to the episode? Uh, which one? Uh, Thelma and Louise? It's just uh, that, that, that's what I'm saying. It's like not, you're talk, not, you're talking no, shit. not Thelma and Louise. It, a League else. of Their Own. I listen to League of Their Own. Okay, nice. Oh, okay. All and right. I listen to you. Uh, God, you said you came at me. Because my one story would bother you. Oh, yeah. By ourselves, and then Chris was just yeah, like, what the fuck? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Listen, uh, talking about Sorry to Bother You, I hear you got some beef. Let's just about Sorry to Bother brief, You. Let's briefly talk about it. Yeah, yeah just, I can, just a tiny brief thing. I can say two episodes worth it? of that. I have not seen this. No, no, no. Okay, so no real spoilers, but God, it sucks. You can really I just have it. a problem with you calling it phenomenal. Oh, why? I, I got a big problem, because it wasn't it's at fine. all. <laughs> 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 I, I think it was a really cool, it was a very ambitious first project of his. Right. I thought I was very impressed that that was the first thing he ever directed. Mm-hmm. But even you admitted after the movie that the shit was all over the place. Yeah, but it was all over the place. I think, like, I, after the half point of the movie, I think every, like, the metaphors of the movie come back into place really nicely. And I was just like, I liked it. It was all over the place, but it made me feel good about thinking about it. I absolutely just have to watch it again because I yeah. still, even after the movie, you were like, what'd you think, Jonathan? I was like, I don't. 
I watched it twice. I don't know. You watched it twice? Yeah, I watched it twice. Okay, well, that can I... That I can, okay, yeah, I can yeah. respect your opinion a little bit more then, because <laughs> you, you saw it again. Because you absolutely cannot watch that movie and, like, have a, like a, a like very a solid opinion of it, because it's just so... It's, it's out there. It's yeah. a fucking out there movie. But I, I thought it was fucking fantastic. I'll, I'll watch anything else he makes because yeah. I was I was intrigued enough by this one to be like, this guy's you know he's got something different here, right? You know, and I listened to him on Boots Riley. I listened to him on Marin. I have to. And that was a good interview. That, yeah, I right. I really like like my favorite part is the perf- the. Like he's Sandfield's performance. Like he just fucking. He's cool. It. I like him. He's he's been doing a lot of shit yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, I, I'll, I'll watch uh, anything he's in. Mm-hmm. So, I, I think so, sorry about this phenomenal movie. I think I should. What all have you guys? Uh, what all have you guys been up to? Uh, I've I've actually went to Visard Video. Jonathan told me about mm. the shop. It's like a. What's it? It's a, it's a cute video rental shop. Like it's a like, like I thought they were. No 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 like like proper DVD and oh, Blu-ray. Oh, DVDs. Okay. And, nice. and they got everything from VHS to like Blu-ray. Yeah. It's on a it's on Eastway Drive. It's an independently owned video store. I think they've been. In business for twenty years, a long time. Yeah. I know they've moved locations, but uh, yeah, it was fun to go in there and because they have like, I think they really specialize in ho- in holding a lot of movies mm-hmm. that you won't really find yeah. that aren't as easy to find. Yeah. And they have a lot of like director shelves, mm-hmm. like they have a John Cassavetti shelf, a Woody Allen shelf, a nice. David Lynch shelf, and they got like B horror, and they even have like a what they call their like masterpieces of shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But they have like a bunch of horrible like cult favorites. Okay, it's cool. It's, uh, it's a really cool shop. You can't really rent. You can't rent Blu-rays, and, and but uh, you can rent VHSs and you can rent just regular DVDs, and it's really cheap. And they get new releases like instantly. Like I saw Joaquin Phoenix's new movie from through there. Um, Never really knew you were there. Yeah, Not something there. like that, mm. um, which is really good. But yeah, it was cool. I go there like once a week. And the Charlotte Film Society, which I also joined, they have um, they are like in partnership with Vizart, and they'll have screenings mm-hmm. of uh, various movies yeah. in the in the back room of Vizart. Yeah, yeah they it's have a, a nice little screening room, and it's like it's real nice and nice. Yeah, it's a really mm-hmm. cool place. It, it made me miss you know going to the video store and mm-hmm. not really looking up much about a movie, just being like that looks cool and, yep. and taking it home. That that, that was a cool. <laughs> Um, aspect, and that's kind of what I dig about it. Like it's, it's like sort of this chaotic, full of shelves place. The counters are full of candy, and they mm-hmm. got like two refrigerators with like Coke shit. And then they have a little corner where they were playing The Simpsons when I went there. They just oh, have like nice. a corner with TV, yeah. and they put whatever. Yeah, VHS they have a VHS, they want VHS corner. You just yeah. remember the Friday nights of yeah. like Blockbuster and stuff. It was just a. That's fucking. A, it's great. a cool. It's a cool thing they got going on. Very nice. So if you're in, if you're into that kind of shit, like just renting out a movie just for the sake of it, I'm, I'm super not. Because <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. like I, I just, just don't too, have the time. Just too easy to yeah. also rent on online. Online, I guess. I mean, no, it's just like the time aspect. Just like I'm busy as fuck, and then it's like if I go and get a movie that I'm not sure is gonna be good, I'm gonna like hate myself for like spending <laughs> two hours watching something that's bad. It's like if I have like five hours to kill, and then I'll unexpe- I just watch some random movie, yeah. and it turns out to be good. Then you're like, holy shit, this is a great feeling, but I don't have like the time to gamble with my time of yeah. good or bad. Yeah, I know? feel like I can respect that. I went to like eight Japan, like I don't know what Japanese the fuck he's movies. thinking. Yeah. You get five days with yeah. him. No. Like, listen, you know what I was thinking? I got excited and I walked out with eight fucking movies, and then I was just like, "Am I gonna have time?" And so I'm probably gonna have to rent a couple twice. Yeah. Three's but, like three's like my max, but yeah, yeah I, I understand what you're saying. I, I guess I'm willing to take the risk. 
It's more fun to really go into something is. not knowing anything about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's pretty dope. I rented the original Ringu. And Ringu? Yeah. What's the, that? The ring. the ring. Oh, The Ring. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They have a really cool Japanese shelf. Oh, so nice. Um, so nice. Yeah, props to VizArt. Check them out. You yeah, live yeah. in Charlotte. They're, nice. they're a really, 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 really cool place. I'm oh, yeah. into it. And then, so I watched Shudder. Uh, that's pretty much what I've watched. Okay. Uh, and it was fucking great. It was, yeah. uh, I think, a Taiwanese. Okay. Or Thai, from Taiwan. Thailand? Thai? Is that yeah. Taiwanese? Is that from Thailand? Thailand. Taiwan. Thailand. Yeah. Thailand. Yeah. It's, it's Thai. Thai. It's a Thai movie. Yeah. And uh, it was fucking good. I think, like, like Eastern yeah. horror yeah. is fucking delightful to watch. I agree with that. Because they're not trying to scare you with jump scares every time. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> they, like, set everything up with pacing. Like, you don't oh, yeah. see the... You don't see the, the like, the, the monster or the ghost in Shudder until, like, 40 minutes into the movie. Nice. And it's fucking great. Uh, okay. So, uh, recommend Asian horror. I think it's fantastic. Oh, super nice. Yeah. Yeah. What have you been? I finally seen the movie It. Oh, what do you weekend. think? What? Yeah. I watched it uh, last <laughs> night. You f- just now saw it? The last new night. one. The, well, the one that came out last year, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> the newest one. Wow. Yeah. Watch that was my night. favorite movie of last year. Yeah. I just I remember I you guys saw, saying that. I saw it like four times. You That's did, crazy. Man. You saw it on HBO. Yeah, yeah. Like, That's and awesome. I hadn't seen it when we did our top movies of uh, 2017. I guess it was. Mm-hmm. Wow, what'd you think? That movie would not have made my list. Really? <laughs> For 2018. Right. Now it's, it depends I'm on how out. I'm, it depends on how I'm looking at it. Like, I it's, a, it's like a kids movie, but for a kids movie type thing, then it's very very good. Like if I'm like. A kid watching it, I'm like, wow, I'm going to remember this when I'm older. It's very right. good. But as already an adult watching this, I'm just like picking it apart, like piece by piece, like from the kid and how um, typecast everything is and how by the numbers everything is. It's just like, I mean, I, here's by the numbers. So it's very 1980s. And every movie that came out in the 80s, it always had that time of theme. You had your separate characters like uh, the fat kid, the black kid, yeah, yeah, yeah. the one that's cursing. I mean, even Stranger Things copies that yeah, a little bit more. Yeah, it's a stereotype ensemble. Cast, very, very, yeah. very, very much. So it's like I'm picking it apart the entire time. And it's just like every single time this kid with the glasses that was from Stranger Things says, says, fuck, shit, you know, and just cursing. I'm like, why did you write his character so stereotypical? You know, or... Just like it looks good, like it looks no. amazing, like the the clown shit. But I'm just like, all right. Like, well, I don't I'm, think they went off a different. I think they set that formula though. They like did. The, at the early end, on. In, so yes. it's not like when you're watching it, they're copying Definitely anything. Not. No. So I, I guess when I look, that's how I feel when I watch Stranger Things because yes. I'm like, oh, they're just taking a bunch of elements from 80s mm-hmm. sci-fi and different Stephen King movies and yeah. putting it into one. But with it, plus I did, I had read the book like a couple months before seeing the movie, and I, that's one of my favorite books ever. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe I was a little biased, too. I, mean, I, but, uh, I, I, I haven't was, read the book. I, I, I think the movie is like a fantastic horror piece. I think they it's went fun, fun. They went for... I think they really pushed the envelope with it, too. Like, they described... The way they described Pennywise in the mm-hmm. book translated really well to the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I never really thought... I, I was really curious about the beginning scene. Like, is he actually going to bite this little kid's... Yeah arm off <laughs> and he actually did i just thought that set the tone perfectly the, the tone was good but it's just i guess like you said going from reading a book and then going to a movie and some of the things are lost in translation and i felt like the entire point of the book was lost in the movie um in the book do you remember when the um the girl the one girl they had underneath when they go into the sewers the mm-hmm. girl is like having to not even having to but she's sleeping with all of the boys 
You remember this or not? That's a- because in the movie, they just made it. They said that she was a uh, the town whore, yeah. but then she was like, she's never really messed with anybody. Her father was actually molesting her, which yeah. was implied. In the book, she was actually sleeping with all of these guys yeah. underneath there, and it was supposed to be like releasing them from the fear. In the movie, she gets kissed by the uh, the one chubby kid, mm-hmm. and then he's fine. Then she, at the very end, she kisses the uh, Stranger Things guy, mm-hmm. and then he's kind of fine, and the movie's over. But it's just like the message of fear being released from fear it was kind of there, there being, like, running towards the fear instead of going away from it. But I think they did that at the end in a different way because I had that confrontation. Like, she had that confrontation with, like, Pennywise turning mm-hmm. into her dad and, yeah. like, every kid had to face their own Individual version fears, of that yeah. fear. So they, wait, so they did that. So what are you saying? Not in the same way. It was just, like, how are you actually going to release yourself from the fear in the book? It was addressing it, and then the the female character was just helping them along the way. And I guess I just wanted more of the help of getting there. It's like they tried to address the help by the kids. Like, what was the point of the uh, the woman in the movie for you? She was just one of the kids. She was a character. She was she was there. Like, what was the point of the Jewish kid? What was the point of Finn? She was there because the, the of stero- all of them. That's what I'm saying. It was just, like <laughs> I'm saying, it's just you're you're giving me the stereotype characters. Though it's just like in the book, they, you have those kind of characters. But don't just be the stereotype character. Be the person that's leading them through it. Right. Well, the the kid that's the leader, the leader of the group, he the does that, that very stutter. well. Yeah, mm-hmm. he does that very well throughout the movie. He's the one that motivates every other character to yeah. do the thing that they have to do. Yeah. The the stereotype that Finn Wolfhard plays and the stereotype that like the sickly sort of Jewish kid plays, yep. they're all sort of to to highlight the fact that these are all scared, insecure teenagers. Definitely so. You know, like the Jewish kid has to deal with the mom and like the yeah. silver, the hyper sheltered yeah. life that he leads. The 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 kid has to deal with like him not being sort of liked and having the stutter and so yeah. with the tragedy of losing his brother. Yeah. The Finn Wolfhard is an insecure guy from the beginning. Oh, yeah. That's why he's always cracking jokes. So yep. like, I don't know. I feel like I see the character journey and the point of all these characters. I haven't seen the movie since it came out, so yeah. maybe if I give it a rewatch, but. I feel like like the movie did that, like the releasing your fears and then facing who you are and like the identity thing. I feel like it did it, it pretty well. In a way, it's just it wasn't as... It's not the book. Like it's not the book, but the emotional tonality of the book, I think, carries through the movie. In, in a way, it just was still not adult-themed enough for me or going deep enough into the fears and getting away from the fear. Like yeah. I'm saying, if I'm, if I'm a kid watching this, a rated R, you know, mm-hmm. horror movie, like... 20 years from now, I'm going to be like, this movie was the horror movie of 2017. Yeah. But like now, like looking at this movie that just came out, I'm like, I could, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, you read the book too. It was like the psychology. I, I just felt like it was, you didn't go enough into the psychology of it, even okay. though that's what it was. It just, cool. I, I mean, guess we're nitpicking a little bit there. Yeah. Would you yeah. have liked a three and a half hour movie though? No. That's a thick book. You can't make it any more. I don't think you could have geared it more adult thing than it was because it was rated R and you had children and lots of blood. Yeah. And as a guy, a kid got his arm eaten off in the very yeah. beginning of the scene. Right. But it's just the same thing like going from like the Hunger Games books to this, a Steve King book to this is not going to have the same depth. I don't like the comparison of the Hunger Games because th- those are very different genres to adapt. Oh, yeah, it is. I'm just, well, yeah. I can go to a number of different novels that were adapted, but yeah. just any kind of novel that's being adapted, you're not going to get the same depth that you're getting from the book. So I'm saying true. it's just, yeah, it's, just it's, a, it's a nitpick. The book and was, you know, yeah, the book got a lot deeper with the kids and their fears. Um, so, but I, 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 yeah, I don't know how well that would have translated in, as a yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would have. It's been know. a little I, depressing. 
uh, for sure. That, and that's the kind of guy that I am. Because I, <laughs> I would say that's what the book is very depressing and dark yeah. and scary. And it's just like the movie that we're about to cover today, it goes along those lines too. You know, dark, scary, depressing. And it's just like, oh, do I want to watch something like this? Uh, and that's where the book is like, do I want to read something like this? And that's where I was willing to go for. But for the movie they made, they couldn't have changed it or done anything more to get more from it. But I would have wanted more. But I mean, right. if I'm rating it from a one to a 10, it's like a eight. Right. So it's like I'm not hating on it. That's but, fair. You know? Cool. I mean, yeah, I disagree, but that's fair. I, 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 I don't like the way that was. I don't know. I just I feel weird about that. Feel weird about that. Criticism. Like a ten for you? You think? Uh, no, it's not a ten. Like it's it's, a, it's like a solid like eight point five movie for yeah, me. Yeah, eight, but eight, I don't. Yeah. It, but the the idea of like I don't know what you said struck me weird. Okay. I'll think about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what about else? you, Jonathan? Uh. Not much. I, I feel like I'm in a good place uh, from a creative standpoint. Nice. I've kind of uh, I've eliminated what I've eliminated a lot of outside distractions in my life, and I've completely just kind of <laughs> spent just about every free moment I have watching just a massive amount of movies nice. or or absorbing like just any kind of content that I like and stuff that I find inspiring. And it, it's been nice, and I feel like it's been helping me develop ideas. I feel like I'm, I'm I always I tend to feel like I talk about writing too much and not yeah. actually writing. Right. But I've been writing more, and it's been a nice time. Like I feel very, I've been alone a lot, right? And I but I feel very content in my aloneness. Very it's been nice. That's it's been cool. a nice time. But I've God, I've probably watched like a hundred. Not not even being dramatic, I've yeah. probably watched a hundred movies in the past month. Oh, like yeah. it's been it's been great. <laughs> No, I feel you. Like, That's pretty good. Yeah, you, I, I want to do that. When you um, do you do like the uh, the purge, the uh, the intake then purge type of thing, to where it's like you'll have like a month or two to where you're just taking in content, taking in content, and then after that you don't take any more content out. You just put it down on paper or put it out through your art. There, there's been days where I, I've I feel like I've been watching maybe too much, mm-hmm. and I have to I'll take a break, and I haven't really trans started translating anything into like onto paper or computer since until like a couple days ago mm. uh, i had to take a break because I've, I've been watching so fucking much but I, when usually when i think i'm watching too many movies i'll i'll take a break and you know read a book or something mm. and or i'll i'll go like exercise but i've been spending a majority of my time either hanging out with you know my wife or spending it by myself mm-hmm. and i feel like it's just a great mental space to be in i'm not really Definitely. paying attention to right. anything else going on but really focusing on the things that i like and what i what i ultimately want to do is you know make films and i want to see everything that anyone else has done mm-hmm. right, so it's yeah. been nice it's a great space to be in when you want to be in some some sort of creative field or any field it's just mm-hmm. to so completely so. throw yourself into stories or look at the people before you that do this professionally and See how they do it. Get your ideas. Take bits of steel. Mm-hmm. You know, it's fun. It's nice. a lot of fun. I seen your your list. You were going through, and uh, you were doing director by director. Like, uh, what directors have you watched so far? Oh God, there's. I want to jump around so bad, but it's so. I'm kind of OCD about it. I want to watch like a lot of work from this one person, and then move on to the next person. But I'm really into Ingmar Bergman films. But I'm in, I'm in his like rookie phase right now, we'll so it's been him, it's yeah. been rough. Um. Really? Oh, on, on text messages. Yeah, right. yeah. Um, I want to watch Jim Jarmusch movies, John Cassavetes. Mm. 
I haven't seen a single Akira Kurosawa movie, but Let's I know he's that. got some. None, zero? None, none, none. Huh. none. But I cannot wait. You know, like I'm so excited. Okay. Um, those are the four that I'm really interested in right now. I've been watching some Coen Brothers. Nice. It's Ooh, been fun. Coen. Yeah, I, I gotta like narrow down my like what lane I want to yeah go through. So right now I'll probably finish Ingmar Bergman. Yeah, man. And then move my way to something else. Nice. I'll mess with it. Yeah, I, I did the same thing similarly. Just start with a director, go down the list. As soon as you finish it off, go to the next one. But yeah, man, like what sad thing that happens though is like when you go through, you kind of see their beginning process, which you were saying their rookie process, and then kind of like an athlete. You see them at the beginning, you see them at their prom, and then you see them at the end, them kind of like, ah. yeah. like you can do that with Woody Allen from the uh-huh. beginning, middle, and end, just like David Lynch. You can do that with a lot of different directors, and it's just kind of cool to see. Yeah. It's a fun. It's a fun. It's a. It, I can't imagine a, a more fun way to spend the free t- the free time that I have for sure. That's pretty good. Nice. Yeah. I gotta get on. Watch I recommend it to anyone in any sort of creative field to just, especially filmmaking, because mm. there's so much to ingest. Yeah, you kind of have to absorb a lot of it. A lot of yeah, it. but also know when to stop yeah. and kind of focus on your own stuff mm-hmm. too. That's something I've had to realize very recently. Like right. this is a. A little too much. Let me work on some stuff of my own. Got to purge. Yeah. yeah man. It's fun. Nice. I thought I saw a bug on my microphone stand and I freaked the fuck out for <laughs> a second. And uh, we're lucky the table's still intact. Yeah. Uh, any, anything else from anybody? I'm like the, I've, I'm, I'm like the opposite plane yeah. as far as um, like being in a good place. I've told myself I'm in a good place, but then certain things have been happening to where I realize I'm not in the good place. Okay. Similar to the television show, The Good Place, if anybody's seen that. <laughs> I was uh, waiting for somebody to mention that fucking yeah, show yeah, in the, that context. The, the good place is you think you're in the good place and, and you realize yeah. you're in the bad place. Right. What do you mean? It's a television show with uh, Kristen Bill. But anyway. No, oh, yeah. Oh, with the yeah. action yeah, 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 yeah. Um, So it's like, um, I'm happy, joyful, you know, on the outside. Everything is good. Everything is good. But then, like, um, like I, so I've been playing the game Pokemon Go again. Yeah. And um, I went to go get some Pokeballs, got a gang of Pokeballs, sat in the park for 45 minutes and got, you know, at a stop and right. kept getting Pokeballs every five minutes or so. Came back home, and I seen a Bulbasaur that was in my yard. He broke out of, like, six Pokeballs yeah. and a few Ultra Balls, ate up all my goddamn candies and shit. Yeah. So my 45 minutes spent at the park to get all these Pokeballs and collect and get these Pokemon, I got two Pokemon out of it for 45 minutes of work. You yes. know, the Pokemon are breaking out of Pokeballs a lot easier now, yeah. and I'm having to spend even more candy. So it's like, after that, like, I flipped the fuck out. I went back in the house, raged. Like, what the fuck is this? They're, like, they're trying to get me to spend more money on Pokeballs, and it's not fair. They're making the Pokemon break out of the Pokeballs easier, so I have to either go to the park and get more, go to the Pokestops more, you know, or spend money to buy these fucking Pokeballs, and I'm not gonna do it. It's fucking bullshit. You know, so it's like, <laughs> that's where I, where I was, like, realizing maybe I'm not in a good place because I'm not supposed to be this angry about the Pokemon. So then it's like I'm transferring my anger from other areas in my life to the Pokemon, to the Pokemon or to like I was watching Cheers and they yeah. changed the theme song yeah. to and, and it's the exact same words and it sounds the same, but they took the chorus out of the background of it. So you don't have the background of sometimes you want to go. You don't have that. And I'm, and I'm listening to it and I got furious. I'm like, you can't fucking change my childhood. You can't fucking do this. Like furious. So I'm just like, but you, that's unreasonable. That's not a reasonable yeah. amount of anger for a theme song change or for some goddamn Pokemon. True. So I'm just like, all the other things is just like at work or anywhere else to where I'm just like bottling up that anger. Like, nope, everything's fine. I'm great. Yeah, everything's uh, good. Nothing is fine. And then it just comes out in like small little areas to where yeah. I'm like, whoa, I'm unreasonably angry about something small that I shouldn't be. What do you think would make you lose some of that angry energy? 
Um, Apart from being angry at Bulbasaur. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, don't, I don't, it's that's something yeah. I got to think about. All right. You know, it's like it's, it just became a realization that maybe I'm not as happy as I think I am. Yeah, yeah. You that, know, that, over, that over this past week. Like, so, yeah. the, like the being, you're just like real quick to get angry about yeah, yeah, these yeah. things? Yeah, about, about something small. It's yeah. just like things that I know that I have to control my anger to where, okay, this is a time that I could just like bop out and start yelling. And those moments, I'm like, nope, control yourself. Everything, right. you got to be professional and you have to be this person, that person. But then when I'm in a regular situation to where I can blow up, then I do it way more than I should yeah, for something stupid. Yeah, because all the gunpowder from the other thing. It's exactly. Like stocking up. Has something. it been work-related? Because when I worked at AMC... I, I carried a lot of my anger mm. to other aspects of my life. And uh, it was not a fun time. Uh, you know, I'm just saying. Usually, something like stress mm-hmm. from from another from that's, something else. That's exactly can, what it is. Yeah, yeah. So if work's been work, work was. I just I don't know for you, but work was a big thing for me. Yeah, I got a lot of uh, coworkers that that listen to the show. So um, gonna maybe, maybe so, maybe not. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> maybe, go, maybe, maybe not. Let me go fuck yourself. We'll just blame Bulbasaur. <laughs> yeah. It's we'll one blame, of my favorite lines from. We'll blame Bulbasaur. Yeah, yeah, we'll blame Bulbasaur. Yeah. Uh, I've been just to keep on the emotional note. Yeah. I've been, I've been all right. I haven't been extremely joyful, but I haven't been depressed and wanting to kill myself. So nice. I, I'll call it a success. Yeah. Nice for the most part. All right. Uh, been doing a bit of right. Been doing like we finished a short film nice. like two weeks ago. I spent like five days on the sound design. Yeah. Not like it was like three days. Spent like three years on the sound design, so everything's just kind of like, like I'm stressed and I just I don't want to go to work mm. and I don't want to go to school. Yeah. But I, 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 the time that I am at school, I can sort of outpour my energy into mm. the conversations I have. So I feel feel a lot. I feel like I'm in an okay space. And I've nice. been like thinking about writing, and I got like three stories going. Yeah. And I'm about to post a casting call for Mr. Clean. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, and and that space, I've been like like in the middle of both of you. Yeah, been like, I've been on sets too. Oh that's, yeah, how did that go? I know you did your you yeah. did your film. Yeah, I, I've done. I, I got a local production company that let me do BPA for two sets mm-hmm. last weekend. So that's also been another factor into my like good creative zone, mm-hmm. like being a part of that environment as nice. well. Oh so. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's fun. Fun sets. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, uh, it, it was. I, I was telling you, like, I really underestimate how uh, how long shoots are. <laughs> they take. I got to get hour. used to that, man. I was. Oh, yeah. We were there for like twelve hours, yeah. twelve thirteen hours, which is pretty normal. Yeah, yeah. That's not, that's but it's fun. I wouldn't rather. And they ended up paying me, which was nice. Oh, really? I didn't expect to get paid as a Shit. as a volunteer as a PA. PA. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, shout yeah. out to them. Very yeah, cool. I would rather. Well, yeah, it's if I had to spend twelve hours of my day. I, Doing something, I'm I'm glad it's that. Nice. No that's complaints cool. here. Yeah, that's that's bad. Yeah. All right, so I think that's it for the intro, and then we're gonna cut, and then we're gonna talk about I uh, I saw the devil. Uh, Socially, but like if I have to sit in a yeah, yeah, yeah. if I have to sit on a table mm. and hear someone make like vaguely homophobic jokes from the nineties, I'm mm. just gonna cringe into my own asshole. It's awful. <laughs> so yeah, that's that. <laughs> Chris, give us a rundown. Oh, we're doing uh, yeah. I Saw the Devil. Uh, this came out in Where? 2010. Where'd you see the devil at? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's I Saw the Devil. It came out in 2010. It's listed as a drama thriller horror at two hours and 33 minutes. Uh, the rundown is short and sweet. A secret agent extracts vengeance, exacts vengeance on a serial killer through a series of captures and releases. 
uh, the writer director something we've talked about for a while you know when you have the continuity of the same mm-hmm. writer director is uh, Ji Woon Kim and it stars a number of people who I'm not going to butcher their names but uh, it's uh, uh, most notably the guy from Old Boy who I also I don't remember his name on the top of my head yeah um, but yeah the guy from Old Boy is, is yeah. in it though the, 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 the protagonist he's in like a lot of Amer- American movies right. lately he was in uh, The Magnificent Seven Okay. Oh no 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 yeah he was he was yeah uh, he was uh, the karate ninja yeah type guy, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah he, I forget maybe I think he was in GI Joe he was like Snake Eyes I don't know why did you watch GI Joe I haven't seen GI Joe <laughs> 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 <I was> like, <laughs> that have a little more faith in me <laughs> shit. I mean you was just talking shit about Thelma and Louise so I don't know <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah no this this movie is. It's an interesting fucking film. Yes. I think it doesn't hold back any punches mm-hmm. in terms of like what it wants to do. It'll do it. Oh, yeah. And I think that's, I admire that out of Asian cinema, mm. just in general, that like they tell the story that they want to tell and they just kind of go, all right. I, I, I try to, I really try to, I want to, you know, focus more on I Saw the Devil in particular, but yeah. when I notice, when I watch Korean films, yeah. is, is that, can you call it, a, is it a yeah, Korean it a film? Korean film. Yeah. Okay, when you Korean watch, Korean cast. they just seem to, the way they approach violence, mm-hmm. it seems a lot more glorified for sure. Or not glorified, but they seem fearless yeah, when yeah, it comes yeah, yeah. to violence. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the scene where, I'm in the effort to not butcher his name. I'm just going to call him old boy yeah. when they're in the uh, car. Yeah. And oh, he's, he's yeah. getting the, the taxi picked yeah. him up. It's I don't think it. you'll ever like, you'll never, I don't, I can't think of an American movie where I saw that kind of violence. There's really not. There's really not. So it, it's, it's a fun way to that. I really like that. I just like the way that they explore violence. Yeah. Um, that was a tense scene, like the suspense in that, because the guy's just talking to him. It was like, yeah, um, you say that, you know, everybody's kind of lucky, right? For me, I think you're pretty damn unlucky. Oh, my God, <laughs> And yes. then he just hold the camera on the guy, on the driver's face, and he still has a smile on his face, and it slowly goes away as he's trying to, like, wait. It's like, is this a joke? Is, he about, yeah. is this supposed to be funny? And then there's just silence, and he's realizing it's not going to be funny. Mm-hmm. And then we get a close-up of him pulling a small knife out of his pocket slowly, and then immediate violence. Yep. Stab to the fucking neck, turn around, just... And it's not like... And it's not like... like Three shots of violence. Oh. It's like a long cracking shot of violence. Oh my god! I think it wasn't it. Wasn't it kind of like it seemed the guy in the back seat mm-hmm. seemed like he was, was, was already about to do something mm. shady. Like Sketchy, maybe he yeah. was in cahoots or something mm. with the driver. Yeah, it seemed like that. Like he just. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he maybe got, they were gonna kill. Yeah, him yeah. It was. It was interesting to. I didn't, you know, like, didn't really expect that. Cinematically, that scene, like after the first stab, mm-hmm. the camera goes 360 degrees inside of the car mm-hmm. as the guy is like stabbing him. Yeah. And then it seamlessly transitions to the outside of the car yeah. and then goes back, back to into the inside. Yeah. It's like, holy fuck. Oh, yeah. yeah and in terms of, of a story, yeah. it, it, it's pretty simple, I think. Yes. Yeah. But, uh, but the stylistic flair. So of the whole thing was was great. The goddamn blood so, everywhere. <laughs> I mean, the stab and the just blood spurting out. When he clubs somebody over the head, just blood leaking from him. I'm like, yep, yes, that's the kind of gore yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah, and and it, but I wouldn't I wouldn't call this movie a horror film. I mean, listen, I would, I, I, for me, this is a crime thriller. Oh yeah, I, yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. so. It's a thriller, definitely. Yeah, I would say like a drama thriller. Yeah. Yeah, but okay. So the story is like the a a girl. 
with a flat tire yeah. gets attacked by old boy. Yeah. Uh, it, in the middle of the yeah, by yeah. like this guy. It gets yeah. attacked by the by the main bad guy. Yeah. In the beginning of the movie, and then it turns out that she was the the wife of a secret agent. Yeah. And the daughter of the police chief. Yeah. And so. And she's pregnant. And she's pregnant. Yeah. Which is one of like like I was texting Jonathan when I was watching the movie last night, mm-hmm. and it's just like I'm pregnant. Please let me live. Mm-hmm. And then there's just like three seconds of close up, and it's just like cleave. It's yeah. just like Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. All right. So this is the kind of movie. Oh yeah. Uh, and so, but she's she's pregnant. She gets kidnapped by this guy. Mm-hmm. Gets killed and dismembered. And then the the secret agent guy just goes like, "All right, secret I'm gonna agent guy." Is that a thing? That's a yeah. S- secret agent man. Oh, seventies. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so secret agent man, mm. uh, uh, Song Kyun, something like that. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know his name in the movie. Uh, yes, yeah. s- he decides Song to yeah. he decides to find out who killed his girlfriend, and then just fucking torture them for the entire movie. Yeah, it does like a capture and release. <laughs> yeah. Like he, he finds him and puts a tracking device on him, fucks him up, like breaks his wrist the first time, takes his Achilles out the second time. Yep. He's just going to catch and release him and torture him until he feels the same pain as his wife and him, you know, and the pain that everybody around him has to suffer because of, you know, that killing. I really like, I don't know if, I don't know if how you guys feel about this, but I really like the way that they handled finding who the guy was. Because he had a list of four suspects. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we get two, like, maybe 10-minute sequences where he goes to visit the first two suspects. Yeah. And he knows that the, they've still done some really shady shit. Yeah. So he doesn't kill them, but he, like, fucks them up enough and then turns them into the police. Yeah. Uh, they turn himself in because of him. Yeah. And then when he finally goes to investigate um, the guy that actually killed his wife, mm-hmm. we have this really tense sequence where he finds he goes to, like, his actual home, finds his address... And we're all like, we see the picture. It's like, oh, yeah, it's this fucking guy, mm-hmm. obviously. But then he gets to the house and he starts investigating and he finds a locker cabinet. Mm-hmm. And as soon as he sees the handbags inside the locker cabinet. He knows. Uh, he just he knows that that's a fucking mm-hmm. guy. And, and like the emotion and tension in that scene was so fucking good. And then he finds his wedding ring. And then Her he wedding, finds ring. wedding ring. Yeah, yep. I'll skip it too. It's just like the delivery of emotion on that guy, because a lot of the, this guy is super cold throughout oh, yeah. a lot of the movies. Yes, but there's there's tidbits where he just like breaks down or cries or like has actual rage, yeah. and I fucking love it. Oh, yeah. It's good because it's his way of like coping. Yeah, and and he even has to get told like this is not gonna make it better. It's just gonna make it a lot worse. Yep. Yeah, it was uh, the chief told him uh, you can't be a monster to kill a monster. You know that's wrong. You know it's yeah. what he's trying to become. What, what I was liking, even with the tension, did y'all see the like the comic relief even <laughs> within it? Like um, when they're searching for the uh, the first the first girl that she gets her head cut off, mm-hmm. and they're looking for her head in the water. They they see her head. Well, they don't look for the head, but they look yeah. for anything. But they find her head in the water, so they pick it up and they're trying to hurry up, and everybody's and rushing just... down to the scene. And then he trips, falls, and the head falls out of the box. Yep. And there's like, hurry up, just hurry up, put it back in there. Someone like <laughs> fucking steps on it. Yes. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's like they're sitting there with gloves and plastic, and trying to be so safe with it, and it just falls and rolls around in the dirt, and it gets stepped on. Oh, and just hurry if, if you hurry up and put it back in the bag then it's not contaminated now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just hurry up and do it. You know, so that, that seems like a huge comic relief. And then later on where, um, where this, the first guy turns himself in and he's in the hospital mm-hmm. and they, they was like, hey, so who broke your balls? <laughs> you know? it, was like, it was like comic relief there. Yeah. It was just like, I like, you know, breaking tension with stuff like that mm-hmm. throughout such a dramatic movie. Yeah, I think the one thing that I really 
enjoyed. If, I feel like if this was an American movie, we would have had an A story about the secret agent trying to find this guy, mm. and then a B story about forensics trying to find actual evidence oh, to like, yeah. tackle this guy. Mm. And I'm so glad that we got none of the forensics for any other cases. They just went like, oh, yeah, no, they're investigating a drone. Mm. But yeah, I'm glad it. that it didn't take long for him to find out, yeah. find him, find out who was the real murderer. Yeah. Right. And then it's just a matter of like, all right. I'm gonna fuck you up over and over and over. <laughs> that that Ake- so that Achilles scene. I love yes. that. And he's just like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like Yes. <laughs> like the close up on his uh, face, just screaming. And like as the like the scalpel going through his foot, I like how like just a little bit of pus comes out first and sticks in, and you can just hear him crying, scring- yeah. cringing from it. Like I I love like that kind of gore. That was so nice. It was a good payoff because before that happened, he was like, you know sexually assaulting that nurse mm-hmm. yeah so it's just like this dude needs to fucking suffer mm-hmm. and we want to see it yep. and they show it yeah i thought that was good they're like oh well we took the time to show you him fucking with this girl which is really disturbing right so now like he's gonna get his yeah. and, but even the, like the first time like every incident of this man finding him is almost directly following him kidnapping someone Mm-hmm. Or like assaulting somebody or yeah. doing something shitty yeah, to somebody. Yeah. Uh because in the first time the the secret agent man, I really should know his name. It's okay. Uh, um, We're American. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> secret agent man uh finds him at his house. Kim Soo Hyun. Kim Sung Jun. Yeah, so secret H-Y-E-O-N. so secret agent man. Yeah, secret agent man. Yeah. Yeah. Kim Soo Jun. Uh I'm probably butchering that. But just say Kim. Kim. Uh that guy. When he finds him at the house the first time, he's mm. like, he just kidnapped that schoolgirl from, which, like, what a, like, a stark realization that you're following this man and then the lady that he kidnapped before goes like, is this a school van? Oh, yeah. And then the next thing you get is him picking up girls mm-hmm. to drive home from school. Yeah. Uh, that, that was just, like, a really dark way to portray that. Yeah. And, but the first time Kim finds him, he's about to, like, rape this girl. Yeah. And then Kim fucks him up. Yeah. And then And then, like, but like that, uh, the guy from from Old Boy has this really great way of portraying like just complete, like manic violence, mm-hmm. where like the close up of him and Kim looking at each other across that greenhouse, and oh, then yeah. it, it was just like, I liked it because cinematography. This is hard to describe with just audio, but cinematographically we had like a two shot, and then we had like a forty five degree angle over the shoulder of mm-hmm. each of the characters. And then it just cuts to like a stark, full frontal close-up, yep. like head and shoulders. Yep. And uh, Kim says something like, "You sick psycho!" And they just close up, close up, roll and he just fucking charges. Yeah. So are that, you are you a cop, or you must be? Yeah. You don't you don't know who you're messing with, do you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I love the cinematography of those like like scenes with Kim and and the guy from Old Boy just about to fucking duke it out so satisfying mm-hmm. I, I like how the fights are choreographed yeah, it's really like I, the reason I stay away from action movies a lot of the time is because of guns mm-hmm. and I don't really find much things artistic about guns besides like a John Wick movie to yeah. where it's like choreographed very very well so in this the fighting is just expertly choreographed it's like when you have like the stance I'm looking at um our antagonist if you I mean our protagonist if there is one in this movie I'm looking at our protagonist uh, standing there at the end of the hall mm-hmm. and watching him being charged by the old boy guy he's standing there and then switches his body stance right as he's coming at him with the cleaver mm-hmm. grabs the cleaver breaks his wrist turns it around on him takes the cleaver to the neck I'm like like when you have these fighting sequence choreographed like that you mm-hmm. can watch an Akira Kurosawa movie you can watch this movie from him it's like when it's choreographed that greatly and yeah. that nicely is so good to watch 
each fight scene just so yeah. good. Very satisfying, very satisfying sound design for the fight Ooh, scenes the, too. Yes. Oh like, yes. All the punches and everything like landed perfectly fine. Just, mm. mm-hmm. I liked the Cannibal House sequence because yeah, uh, it, it involved guns, so you thought it was going to be kind of. Quick. Kind right. of. It's like, that's what I was thinking about with that. The, the gun scene that we have is not like someone's pulling out like a semi-automatic, you know, or automatic assault uh-huh. rifle. The gun that he has is a home protection shotgun, <laughs> you know? So it's like, there's not just guns running around on the streets. It's not guns everywhere. It's just, it's realistic that when you do run up against a gun, it's going to be in someone's own home for home protection. And it was only shot three times, maybe, in the entire yeah. movie. You know, so I'm like, I just love that. Yeah, yeah no, that, uh, that cannibal house sequence was probably the most like it felt like a video game in a really good way it was just unforgiving it was just like what i said earlier it was all just unforgiving violence yep Uh, even to rewind it back even when he picked up that girl from uh that like bus stop he's like hey you want to ride and then he just it's a long take it seems and he just stops the car and he reveals the hammer yeah. The, uh, or the like pipe. pipe. Or yeah. the pipe. Yeah, it was a but pipe. The, the, he's like, oh, where did I put it? Shit, where did I put that at? <laughs> oh, he, oh, yeah, he's like driving. He's like, he's like trying to keep an eye on the road yep. and look for the murder weapon. Yep. And then I he just sets at? it on the mm-hmm. middle console. Why you look like you just stepped in shit? <laughs> and then just beats the fuck out of her. Like, you never it was seen so... something like this before? Bow! Oh, like, holy fuck. God. I loved it, man. It's yeah. really ruthless about mm-hmm. the way that it portrays that sudden violence. Oh, yeah. Like, the shift from, like, being like, oh, this is a nice car ride, to like, oh, shit, I'm dying. Mm-hmm. Happens like that, yeah. like, so quickly. And then it's such a good payoff to that tension. Yeah. Because, like, it's funny that he's, like, looking for the murder weapon, but also you're kind of like, oh, fuck, he's looking for the murder weapon. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't going to end well. Do you yeah. think they get backlash in their country for their, particularly their violence against like women, because I, you know, in, in in this day and age in America, mm. that's definitely something that would cause a lot of problems. I think. Yeah. But you gotta. I and I also know this movie was like eight years ago. I don't know if they still make movies like that in Japan yeah. or in Korea. Korea. I don't know. I I I don't know enough about Korean culture. This is interesting. Yeah. I, I think I the only person who can get away with that now in America probably be Quentin Tarantino. Maybe. I don't think anyone else. <laughs> and even then, he's mainstream at least. I looked at it a lot towards. I was seeing that too. It's like with um, like exploiting women or like having her strip and take her clothes off, you know, so he could rape her, then kill her. And I was looking at it just from like a vulnerability standpoint, you know, whether that just being like a frail 115 pound male that was in a very vulnerable position that's being forced to strip and all these things. Just like you have a human that's in a vulnerable position taken advantage of. It happens to be a woman. And that's the angle I was looking at is taking advantage of vulnerable people who he can't take advantage of. I mean, yeah, it's a control thing. It's a real thing. And they were unapologetic about showing it. Yeah. Yeah. That was, I can respect that. Like, I think that's what you need to do in cinema. Filmmaking. Yeah. For sure. Uh, The, the special effects were fantastic. Oh yeah. They were really good. Like the, God, the one shot that stuck with me is like after he cleaves the the chief's daughter, it's mm. just like he just takes her arm and just goes like, "Oh, this is an arm," and then just like yeet into like a uh huh, yeah, just like super. Oh yeah, confident. like it's dirty laundry. Like yeah. you just got like just tossing body parts into a basket or something, bucket or something. It's it's pretty it's pretty pretty ruthless, and I I genuinely love how Kim is portrayed. Uh, I love that he's like as cold and ruthless as. Old boy and yeah. the cannibal. He became the monster. Um, and I, I like that. I like the idea that they're trying to play with this duality of like, well, he has to be like them if he wants to hunt them down. Mm-hmm. And 
it, you can see that it hits a nerve on him when the he's hearing and the bug, mm-hmm. the cannibal guy, mm-hmm. talking about it. It's just like, oh, he's just like us. He just enjoys the thrill of the yep, hunt. He's like us. Yeah, and you can tell that that hit a nerve mm-hmm. with him, and like that's kind of what I think the movie's trying to say. Yeah, just like it like led that. to more. It led to even more problems. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like neither one of them are protagonists and our antagonists are equal in my eyes. There's not one person that's better than the other. They both were equally. Terrible people. Yeah, the equally horrible. Yeah, I think the context of it is like the fun thing to debate about the morality. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, he's killing other killers, and like they make a point of mentioning that when the not the chief, but the guy that was working on the force, uh, the other about? old guy. Yeah, he was just like, we have to do all this to save bastards like exactly. this. Exactly, the scum yeah. of humanity. And you're just like, I mean, you right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I like I like that moral dialogue in the film. Which it, it didn't take centerfold, but it was definitely in the background. Oh yeah. And I really, I really enjoy that because it's not a movie about the violence. It's a movie, uh, I think, about like the mindset of these killers. Mm-hmm. And the cannibal guy was another super interesting character because they, they clear, they had, they say that they had a gang yep. at some point. They just wanted to fuck the world up. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I'm curious. It's just like, well, what happened? What happened to the rest of the gang? Mm-hmm. Did they get eaten? Did they get fucked up? Did they fight? And so, like, there's a hint of a bigger world mm-hmm. behind. The movie, which I think is fantastic in terms of world building. Yeah. And like, then there, there has to be like a number of people like Old Boy that's just out here that loves to kill people for the satisfaction of it and just sells the, the human bodies off to cannibals. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and that's And like, I don't know how about you, but like, I was so uncomfortable watching that guy just eat that like floppy red human flesh mm-hmm. and like just like oh, yeah. shove it in his face like it's Korean barbecue. Yeah. And it's just like the close-ups and the slurping and the sounds. It's just like oof. Yeah. I'll be honest, oof. I couldn't tell who was worse uh, when it came to old boy and Kim because yeah. Kim's revenge trip led to even more deaths mm-hmm. and people being tormented by this guy mm-hmm. to to where to the end where I was not rooting for Gold Boy, but I was a little more on his side and understanding him more. He's like, okay, this guy's clearly hunting me down. I know what he's doing to me. Right. I want to fuck his world up now. So yeah. in a way, you kind of in not root for him. But you become you, sympathetic. Yeah, you become more sympathetic because he's clearly not going to kill me. He's just going to keep fucking with me. Mm-hmm. So uh, let me teach him a lesson, and I'm going to go hurt more people that he's close to. Yeah, it was it was like it was, it, I like that they switched it up on you like that. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. this guy's clearly got something against me. I'm going to make it. I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna make it worth his while. Yeah, Some, yeah, something yeah. like that. That was a fun dynamic that they introduced in the movie. And and but that, but that was an interesting thing. Like at the beginning, that shift of sympathy at the beginning, you're completely rooting for Kim. Mm-hmm. But like after the scalpel thing, you're just like, all right, dude, you're getting. Yeah, like oh wow, man, yeah, you're getting a little little carried away with this. At, at, at that point, <laughs> at that point, you can tell that it's, it's not about his wife anymore. Yeah, you know, yeah. about his child. It's about him. Yeah. Because the, um, his wife's sister says, you know, call it off. That's enough. The uh, His wife's father tells him, you know, even the guy that's working for the police, he tells him, like, all right, that's enough. Like, what, what else are you going to have to do? So it's just, it's not even about her anymore. This is about him yeah. and what he felt he had to do. So it's just, that's where that transition comes in. It's like, okay, you wanted vengeance, but now you're going way past the line. But his know? definition of vengeance was making him mm-hmm. feel what he thought his wife would what have he felt his in wife the final felt. moments. Yeah. So like, I like like when he's like seeing him down near the end of the film, mm-hmm. and it's just like, see, you're going to, I want you to be scared. I want you to like go through all the, I want you to suffer the way that she would have suffered, essentially. Only that would be through revenge. So you can get a, you can get a sort of like a, 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 a clip of a psyche there you know like he wants to um, like do emotionally to that guy what he's done emotionally to everyone else Mm -hmm. 
that he's killed or the lives of the people are bad yeah. has been affected by the people that's killed. And, like, I like that about the character because it, 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 it doesn't become just like a... Like, you killed my wife, I'm going to kill you. Mm-hmm. It becomes a little bit more psychological than that. Definitely. And then, and I like how that decision affects Kim psychologically. Because he's he's crying at the end of the movie when he's gotten he tortured. He's yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, you can see, like, in the back of his mind, everything he's done is kind of carrying the guilt back. And and the thing that, that we don't even know that he's done yet at that point, you know, that he already has the mother, the father, and his <laughs> kid coming on the way in a taxi. And, you know, to see this death is like, he has no idea. But uh, Kim, I mean, the um, the old boy guy, he's telling him, hey, cut the bullshit. You already lost. You think you got to me? Fuck you. I don't, I don't know what pain is. Fear? Don't know that either. There's nothing you can get from me, so you're already lost. You All got right, now say that in Korean. <laughs> 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 you know, so it's like he's telling him, like, there's nothing you can do to me. Mm-hmm. And when he walks off, you, you imagine it's like, okay, well, this guy's just going to die. There's nothing that can really get to him. And then you see he puts the headphones in and starts walking down the road. Mm-hmm. And his mother, his father, and his child show in us a, in, up to the door. In one of the most gorgeous tracking shots I've mm-hmm. ever seen. <laughs> just oh, yeah. like that tracking shot from him going down the stairs you're like all right well the movie's gonna cut to black any second Mm -hmm. and he puts the headphones on and like his background's like out of focus and you see the taxi and you're just like "Mm, mm." yeah so good (laughs) and it's such a good tracking as soon as that family opens the door the first thing they get to see is their son and his father's head rolling towards them yep it's like, oh, if that's not revenge, and it's just our our um, protagonist, he's walking down the road, and he was like, okay, it's complete. I finally got my revenge. And then it settles in at the monster that he is and the person that he has to live with now for the rest of his life because yeah. of what he's become to do this. And he just breaks down, starts crying. Like, I assume he... I assume he commits suicide like an hour later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I, I couldn't. I couldn't live with myself after all that shit. No, but I, I like the. I also like the poetic justice that the guy had in mm-hmm. making him like causing a decapitation. Yeah. Because uh, I, I love that. Like he made the guy from Old Bay like hold on to his life mm-hmm. by his teeth, and so like, I just I just love the psyche of that whole thing. It's yeah. just like, well, you. Decapitated someone I loved. He dismembered someone I loved. He ultimately did be- get the closure, yeah, but yeah. not quite in the way. Definitely not. It did a lot of damage to him. Yeah, yeah for, sure. for sure. And he, he was probably never the same after that. No, nah, probably so. lost his job too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I say so. Yeah, yes. he's uh, unemployed. Uh, like, okay, so do you know that scene where he, after he like poops out the the mm. the, the, the tracker? So the tracker. fucking mm. gross. Yeah, so gross. Uh, pulls out the tracker and then the guy's taunting him through the microphone mm-hmm. and whatever and then it leads to him stabbing the pharmacy guy leaving going to the middle of the road yeah. that moment where Kim is in the road he opens his door and just fucking it breaks off. it off yep. And it's like, oh, he's just going to run over this man. Like, this is the moment of rage. I, he's going to run over the man. No, nah, because, like, why would he break the door open if he's just going to run him over? Well, I just thought, like, I just thought, like, he opened the door because he was going to run off. Like, like as I'm watching the scene, my thought yeah. is just like, all right, he opened the door. All right, he's going to run him over. He hit him with the door. But then he went back to, like, get some distance, and then he fucked up the door. Yeah. That's kind of what my thought was. He was like, it was a fuck up. And then I saw okay. that he's driving towards the guy. He's, like, oh, he's going to run him over. Okay. And then he does this weird bullshit, like, James Bond. That was my thing. least favorite scene in the whole movie, <laughs> yeah, got to be honest same. with you. Just it was so grouse. corny. <laughs> I mean, in no world, I don't think that would ever work out. Just no. fucking grabs him and takes him away. And all the Korean police are just like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah, like... <laughs> 
like all, all I'm kind of with you there because the, he, he uh, the old boy guy has a cleaver like a butcher knife in his hand yeah. like when he has his hands in the air so when our when our uh, protagonist grabs him and we see him like by the feet being dragged away you know his half of his torso inside of the, yeah. the car what's happening with his hands is he's stabbing the shit out of the driver <laughs> with his free hands yeah 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 the entire time that's what I thought like a close up of the knife falling on the road would have fixed nice. that problem yes. yeah how the fuck did he subdue him because he got him, and then he... Just what? starts driving away, peeling yeah. out. How the fuck did he drive and restrain this guy? I don't it was, know. It's just it, That was like... Suspicion that, of this that's one bad that. one, mm-hmm. one bad part of the movie <laughs> that I was, just did not see. But I, I but I, I was laughing when it happened. It was, I, fun. I, yeah, it was funny. Definitely. I love the idea behind it, but like that was completely out of tone for mm-hmm. the entirety of the movie. <laughs> uh, and I, I, like the cat and mouse game, I thought was really genius. Mm-hmm. I didn't really... I, I, like, the way they delivered information, like the tracker, I didn't mm. really know that it was a tracker, okay. like, that he put in his mouth. I yeah. thought, for a first, I thought he just poisoned him, mm. and, like, the very first time when he just puts a thing in his mouth, mm. I was just like, all right, well, that guy's going to die eventually. He well, he, poisoned. you don't remember the scene where he was talking to that uh, fellow employee? I must have missed the tracker, like, by, by Yeah, by he was like, describing it and stuff, because yeah. he had to, like, sneak it out. Right, yeah, he said, sneak I, it I sneaked him. it out, but I thought he was talking about a weapon and not a tracker. Mm. Uh, so it didn't register, but oh. like everything, the way they delivered, they reminded you of it yeah. when he's in the hospital with the guy. There, there's a, a moment when he's in the car and he gets dumped off and mm-hmm. he's thinking to himself, but you don't get to see that. But it's um, he's thinking to himself, how the fuck did this guy find me so quickly? Yeah. So then he's like, he's he's looking under the car. He was like, is there a tracker under the car? Like, how is he finding me? Like, nothing is said, but it's just like, that's when in his mind, he's starting to put, piece the puzzle together of maybe I, there's a tracker somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I knew there was a tracker somewhere. I just yeah. didn't know where it was. Yeah. Um, and like, I just fucking love how ruthlessly violent it is mm-hmm. without sacrificing the story. Yeah. Like, the violence plays perfect part in the story. Oh, yeah. And, like, the movie doesn't hold it. Like, from the very beginning, the movie is violent. Oh, yeah. From the moment he kidnaps the chief's daughter. And, like, that sort of, it's, I think it's the closest thing to a jump scare mm-hmm. that we have, where she, like, he goes away after in, the, in like, the truck with the flat tire. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, she turns the lights on, yeah. Turn the lights on, and he's there with a crowbar and mm-hmm. just goes fucking crazy. Yeah. That's the closest thing to a jump scare that I had. And it was done so effectively that yeah. it's just like, mm, I just fucking. It's a good movie, man. It's a I, good fucking movie. I like how that scene is uh, is set up because mm-hmm. the very first shot, when you see the uh, the car, you see where it's parked at. Mm-hmm. You know, it's parked right next to this thing that's fenced off. Yeah. So it's like you already know like that door can't open just right. seeing it there. So it's like and then after he, she tries to get out the front door, it's blocked. You can't get out. Mm-hmm. So it's like when you set that up, it's like it's just more realistic for me, like knowing beforehand that you're already fucked. Yeah. You know, just seeing how the car was parked. It's like, oh. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. I, th- I think, like, as far as, like, violence in movies, that is an effective way to provide, like, just conceptual horror. Oh, yeah. I think this movie does that super successfully. Yeah. What would you rate it? What Ooh. would you rate it? Uh, me, I'm giving it a uh, eight. eight. Eight out of ten. Yeah. I'm going to give it, a, like, an 8.5. Nice. Yeah. I'm give it an eight. Nice. It's yeah. good. Nice, nice. Yeah. Nice and nice. Uh, turns out I just really fucking like the guy from Old Boy. Okay. <laughs> it's just a really good actor. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I think this movie is like fantastic. I don't, I, I, it's not an easy watch if oh. you are sort of in any way triggered by any of the the issues like sexual assault and extreme violence. Mm-hmm. If you're in any way triggered by those things, maybe don't. <laughs> don't watch it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, but Very it's boring. a but it's a really. But also, good movie. you deserve what you get. If you play if you play this movie and you're like, oh, 
Duh. Yeah. You should not obviously know what you're getting into. Right. Read about it. It's about a serial killer, man. Let's, like be, a, let's be real here. A side story that has it's like a little side story in it. Yeah. So while the cannibal is eating, he's um he's like, oh shit, I got to go prep my next meal. Yeah. And then oh no, well before he does that, he's looking through the uh, the cabinets and he's trying to find like body parts to eat. It was like oh, legs and arms. Like mm-hmm. what the hell? Is there no more guts? And then I think back to flashback to the woman that's being killed. It was like, oh, no, please don't. I'm pregnant. Right. Do you get more value to eat? Is it tastier to eat a pregnant woman's guts as opposed to just a regular pair of guts? I don't think so. I mean, why not? There would be a lot more in there. You got a whole fetus. You got more reproductive stuff going on in there. So it's like mm-hmm. if you chop off the head, you chop off the, the, the hands and yeah. the feet, and already the legs and the arms aren't super desirable, yeah. and the guts are and there's a baby in these guts, well, I, I would assume that would be more valuable and more tasty. I don't think she was pregnant enough for the baby to have any real effect on any of that. Right, right. She was like, she didn't look very pregnant. She was probably, she was probably like, baby was probably like this tiny. Mm. Like this was tiny. old boy, he wasn't a cannibal, was he? No, he no. just He was just sick. He yeah. was just a sick Just wanted to control freak. Yeah. yeah. I think mm. he gave the meat to the That's guy. What, yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. Like I don't know because they seemed like they hadn't talked in a while know. when they met. Nah, because like, what is he doing with the uh, the body parts? Because like, he's saving those body parts. You know, he's cutting the head off and getting rid of it. And that's another thing. I'm like, that's kind of wasteful. Like, brain is supposedly delicious. Brain is not delicious. Supposedly, I it will is. tell you that much. What? Brain is disgusting. They eat it all over the world. Uh, like, what? Uh, they're. I mean, they do. You know, I mean, they're right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's supposedly a delicacy. It's just like. To be fair, uh, the way that I had it was gross. I had pig's brain. Yeah. And. It's just, it's just mush. It's I mean, just, yeah, it's just I'm, I'm not going to eat it myself, it's but I'm saying it's just like for people that enjoy that, that is, they love that. The yeah. same thing with like um, a pig intestines. I don't enjoy chitlins, but yeah. it's like there's a good amount of people that love that. So I would think somebody would want the brains. You're just wasting human brains. Mm-hmm. You know, go to eat that. He didn't make it seem that unappetizing when he was eating it. What? It was slimy and red and yeah. gross, but I was also like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Get a little bit of long pork. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> Ooh, that like some sounds rare sweet. pork, yeah, or steak or Long something. Pork, the the close-ups on his face—that's another thing. Guy, um, yeah, he ate like a fucking. Yeah, ugh. I'm really susceptible. Close your to, like, mouth. Close-ups of people eating. Mm. I cannot, cannot do it. There's a whole subsection of ASMR videos which is just close-ups of people eating, mm. and I fucking hate when they pop up in my notifications because the thumbnails usually just like some like. Like sexy lips biting into a fork or a piece of cucumber or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, this is fucking disgusting. <laughs> All of you, get the fuck out of here. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, no, the, the that whole that whole eating of the meat and thing was just like m- the most uncomfortable I was in the film. Mm. Oddly enough, it's just gross. Just fucking. <laughs> I liked when he was like, "Water, yeah, <laughs> get me water, get me water." To this like homeowner, yeah. like, she lives there. He's like, "Get me water." She must have been fucking insane. I was thought that was I thought that was funny. It, it, that scene reminded me. That scene reminded me of uh, Men in Black. I don't know if y'all have seen that before. Yeah, you know, I've seen it was um, the sign, the scene where um, the Roach guy yeah. he uh, he comes out there and he's sugar. sitting there for the first time. He was like water. He's like what? Give me sugar and water. And like oh, she, yeah, she's yeah, a yeah. homeowner living there, and he's like what the fuck? And then she just goes and does it. That's what I was thinking about in that scene. Like what? You just came into my house and you're demanding me to get you water. You know, <laughs> she just does it. Like yeah. what the fuck? That lady that was with the cannibal guy. Mm-hmm. Was she willingly participating in this? I, I think don't think so. she had a choice because she, at- she attacked Kim. Yeah, so I think, I think she, she was just his lover. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, she's lucky up. to not be eaten. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was thinking. Yeah. She's like, if I was a woman in that situation, I'd be terrified of getting eaten. Oh yeah. 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 Anyway, all right. Listen, eight point five and two raids. 
Great movie. I think you should all watch it if you're not triggered by any of the things that we've been talking about. Very good. And also don't fucking eat people. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't be a cannibal. It's a good movie, though. All Check right. it out. But we're going to go to the end. That caters to Keep talking. kids. Yeah. 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 I thought it was good, though. No, I, 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 I really like. Or keeps kids stuff. in mind as the audience. You, 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 that's what it did, but oh, yeah. not yeah. I saw the devil. That was like half of the market. Mm-hmm. And kids and new kids. Get that's it. why I like the Korean films, man. They don't give a fuck. They, they don't know. Don't they, they do really not give not. a fuck. Kids, women, anything. Everybody can get. Everybody dying. <laughs> yep. Oh, and we're gonna eat you too. Yep. Oh, and cut off your limbs. Mm-hmm. We don't care. Complain, They're, please. We'll really? make more. <laughs> The American books, they do that. Yeah. You know, they get real medieval on that ass. <laughs> make more. Yeah. Really, the funny thing is, like, Korean television is, is really lighthearted and, like, fun and <laughs> colorful. Yes. My girlfriend watches game that. shows and yeah. shit. Korean cinema? Oh. Fucking Christ. Yeah. yeah. It's just like. I don't even think it's, like, risk taking. They're just like, dude, this is the way the world is. Yeah. Like, the world, there's a section of the world that's fucking violent and yeah. visceral, and you need to, need like, to watch it. Here, we're, we're going to show it on screen. The whole time watching, I was thinking about David Lynch and juxtaposing things. Like, um, so from, like I said, from watching it to watching, um, I saw the devil yeah. when you're in it and then it's just supposed to be like, so like, um, like a stranger things, like uh, everything looks nice during the day and it's all good. Mm-hmm. And how David Lynch would juxtapose that from having like the white picket fences and everything nice. Yeah. And then the 180 of that is there is terrible, horrible things underneath that you're not paying attention to. Yeah. So it's like, I just thought so much of David Lynch because just because you see all these nice things on the outside, the opposite of that is just, just as terrible as Mm -hmm. like the guy that directed um old boy uh also made uh a movie lady vengeance what he made the he made like a trilogy considered a trilogy yeah yeah. his name's chan woo park isn't that his name yeah lady vengeance and mother mother that's what i'm talking about like he just he had he handles this type of movies really well oh yeah where he's just like fucking like crime thrillers and all that shit and i and i know this is not the same guy but like it's on the same is it the same guy? No. It's not the same guy, yeah. It approaches... Yeah, it approaches it has the, the same, same kind of method yeah. that... Yeah. And I fucking love it. I, I love that type of... They're unforgiving. I, I got a lot of respect for those kind of directors, like oh, yeah. Korean directors. They're un- It's all unforgiving. Yes. I like that a lot. Ichi the Killer. Shit like that is... Love that. I'm Ichi the Killer. God damn. That's fucking more fucking brutal than this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? God yes. God a lot more brutal. Shit. Yeah. Just one more sign on before we get to the closing. You know, the brawl in Cell Block 99, mm-hmm. the kind of violence, are like, because I was like pretty violent and like pretty brutal in the fight scenes every so often, nothing close. That motherfucker's no. going to be a legend. I promise you. The like, yes. Yeah. Anyway, go for it. TV and, TV and movies. TV and movies. TV movies. All right. In, uh, in the last segment of television and movie premieres, starting from Tuesday, August the 7th through Monday, August the 13th. Uh, the first thing is going to be Friday, August the 10th, all about the Washingtons. It's a comedy on Netflix. Uh, anybody that remembers a show called Run's House that was on MTV for about four or five years mm-hmm. with uh, Rev Run and his uh, two terrific-looking daughters. Oh, my <laughs> God. Uh, but the rundown for that is uh, Rev Run stars alongside of his real-life li- wife, Justine Simmons, in a semi-autobiographical uh, family sitcom that was originally developed for ABC. Right. So this is going to be on uh, Netflix now as a comedy um, I think this is really going to be for anybody that was like in hip hop hardcore from the 80s, maybe early 90s, or anybody that's trying to fuck 
uh, Reverend's daughters or anyone that was watching the show on MTV about 10 years ago. Outside of that. I loved Ron's house. Yeah, I was saying, outside He's always of that. sitting in the bathtub and yeah. typing little entries on his Blackberry. Yeah. A yeah. bubble bath. Oh, God, a bubble so bath. fucking funny. Yeah. No idea so it's like, it's, it's a very niche market. So unless you fit into like those four <laughs> categories, then it's like a complete yeah, That's a very away. specific Venn diagram. It was the golden age of reality TV. It was. It definitely was. Um, yeah, that, Wait, it would actually sit on a tub. On At the very end of every episode of Run's House, Reverend Rev Run from Run DMC yeah. would sit in a bubble bath <laughs> and like type out a diary entry stuff. that kind of like talked about the themes of that current episode. Mm-hmm. It's Interesting. Like, this taught me that you know family is important and you should cherish everyone. You know something like that. Mm-hmm. Something like yeah. to take like home with. Yeah. 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 God is love. Rev Run. He yeah. always would say <laughs> that. Yeah. <laughs> but he'd yeah. be in a fucking bubble, bubble bath. bath. Chill him. Oh, it's great. We that's should fun. like YouTube that yeah. shit. <laughs> but that's uh that's Friday, August the 10th, all about the Washington's a comedy on Netflix. Uh the next thing, same day, is Dimitri Martin, the Overthinker. That man is really funny. He is. Dimitri Martin is really funny. This was gonna be a comedy special on Netflix. I believe this may be a second special now. I think it's a third. Third special? Yeah, I think. Because yeah. he had one comedy central that didn't have like it was like a half hour comedy central mm. special. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, Dimitri Martin, I guess, I'm, I'm sure you guys know him by now, but yeah, definitely check him out. Dimitri Martin, The Overthinker, a comedy special on Netflix, Friday, August the 10th. Uh, the next C is going to be this Sunday, August the 12th, a show called Ballers. Uh, the Rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson oh, is yeah. the most notable star on the show. Uh, it's been running for four seasons. Um, I can't watch it, but it's like, it's, it's people are watching it. A lot of people are watching this. So it's it's the people that are watching this are the people that were too young for Entourage at the time. So they don't know that this is just a ripoff with sports athletes now. Mm-hmm. So I guess if you haven't seen the Entourage and you're watching Ballers, stop doing that. Watch Entourage, save yourself some time. <laughs> yeah. All the seasons have come out for Entourage. Right? Yeah, they're already there. They're yeah. all there. You can watch all of that. <laughs> the Rock bugs me, man. How like, are you I, I love him. He's a great human being. Yeah. yeah. That's but yeah. goddamn the shit he makes, dude. I want to pull my fucking... Hair out. Well, I mean, what, what he's an action seen? star. Like, you he's know, I, I, I yeah. you know, he's definitely typecasted for sure. Mm-hmm. But Skyscraper was his most recent. Not I don't like that he makes the shit seem more serious than it needs to be. In like, Sky, like Sky, yeah, bro. Like, oh. He has a big, you know, social media presence, yeah. and he really tries to add more emotional depth to the things that he's making, which I guess I can respect. But As the way actor, it, yeah. the way it finally translates on the film, like, dude, this was not. This was not good. Skyscraper. And they're all kind of tonally the same movie, too. Mm -hmm. He's a cool dude, but... as a guy. His movies are not good. Yeah, I was like, Moana was my favorite one that he had recently. (laughs) That, you know, like... (laughs) Yeah, he's a, he's a voice like a yeah. voice actor. He went out. Jumanji his. was not terrible. I it was, was it wasn't bad. Like it his movies aren't awful, yeah. awful, but yeah. they're just you know it, it's a popcorn movie. Yeah, oh they're, yeah, they're like the mainstream. He's like a definite mainstream. popcorn I, star. You get you get like Rampage and San Andreas and, nope, and nope, Skyscraper. Nope, nope. They're, they're all like I'm like oh that's all the same. Not movie. watching any of those. Yeah, I refuse. We'll not be doing that. But this is uh, Dimitri Martin, the over... Oh, I'm sorry. This is Ballers. This uh, Sunday, August the 12th on HBO, 10 p.m. So like I said, if you're still watching that, it's coming back for its fourth season. Uh, the same day, a television show I've been waiting for for a full year, Issa Rae is coming back with season three of Insecure, a oh, comedy yeah. on HBO at 10.30 p.m. this Sunday. So uh, anybody that's been keeping up, um, she's officially broken up with her boyfriend, and she's trying to cope with that. Um, I have uh, discussions with my girlfriend about this show because it's Wait, following. Wait, has she broken up with the boyfriend on the show or in, in real the show. life? Oh, okay. the show. 
Yeah, uh, in the show, because this is a full woman-centered show, Mm -hmm. and her boyfriend, for the longest, uh, he was centered on the show. He was a main focus of the show, Mm -hmm. but this isn't his show, and now he's gone from the show. You know, something that was 50% of the show, and my girlfriend was like, well, this show isn't about him, it's about her, so it's a woman show, but... I don't give a fuck. Like, I'm a guy, and I like the show a lot. And you got rid of the person that I was rooting for, but... um, I mean, she, she, your girlfriend kind of right, though. She is right. <laughs> <laughs> this is a show written by a woman for yeah. women. <laughs> you know, And I'm mad that they got rid of, like, the, the douchebag guy that I like, but, you know, whatever. But this is an insecure, a comedy show on HBO 1030 p.m. Please be sure to, to support Issa Rae. Very, very good black actress and writer. Sweet. Uh, that is it for television. We got a few movies coming out. Uh, the first one is Skate Kitchen. It's rated R, a 100-minute runtime, and an 82 meta score. A teenage skateboarder makes friends with a bunch of other skateboarding girls in New York City. Anyone heard of this one yet? I have no idea. Mm-hmm. No. That's my first time hearing about it, too. has an 82 meta score, about to be coming out this weekend. Nice. Rated R, looks all right. Uh, the next thing is Madeline's Madeline. It's an unrated 93-minute movie, has an 85 meta score. A theater's director's latest project takes on a life of its own. When her young star takes her performance too seriously. Mm. All right. That looks decent enough. Nobody big in the movie. Here's one of the bigger movies that's coming out. My daughter herself has been anticipating this. Slender Man. I'm fucking... I mean, you're, we're too old no. for this. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I, like, I caught Slender Man when he became a thing. Mm. Like, I was in that generation. Yeah. I, like, I've been hearing about Slender Man since I was 16. Yes. And I get it. Mm-hmm. He's an interesting thing. Yeah. Some dude photoshopped a creepy tall guy mm-hmm. in some black and white pictures. Yes. There's no reason for this to have been so massive. I mean, if And the movie's uh, about 10 years too fucking late. Mm-hmm. If they had made this movie in like 20 years. Trailers were not yeah, good, No, though. it was bad. Mm, not watching it. Because the only thing he does, and the only thing that this man is meant to do, mm-hmm. is stand creepily behind you in black and white mm-hmm. pictures. The thing that he kidnaps kids and does whatever, that was all added by a team of shitty writers mm. that wanted to capitalize on Slenderman. And I'm not defending Slenderman. I don't give a shit about Slenderman. Mm. It's just a bad story. And it's going to be a bad movie unless they pull some real fucking crazy shit. And judging by the trailers, mm. they're not going to. Mm. Oh, no. It's going to be a bad movie that's going to make a no. lot of money. Because, like I said, I, I have a, a 10-year-old daughter, about to be 11-year-old daughter. Oh, yeah, dude. The kid, it's PG-13, too. Yes. Kid, yeah. it's, and, it's teenager heaven, yes, for all, sure. All of my daughter's friends, they love the Slenderman stuff. So I'm like, I know this is going to be bad. And we're too old to be watching this or thinking that is good whatsoever. No. But this is going to be a pretty big movie. Too- I don't think it's for us. No, it's, it's not, not for, for us. For sure not. <laughs> Definitely not. Like I said, my daughter yeah. is for my daughter. The Slender Man thing got so bad that two girls in another country... That, see, that's better than the actual movie. Yeah. The docu- Have you watched that documentary that on HBO? It's mm-hmm. on HBO about the two girls that like stabbed their mm-hmm. friend to death. because yeah, they thought, Not to death, but stabbed them like, tons of times. Yeah, that was like they 15 said Slender Man did it. Told right. him to. Slenderman that's really yeah. cool. Yeah. I would recommend if anyone old, anyone our age that's any remotely interested in mm. Slenderman, avoid that movie, but watch that documentary. Yeah. Yeah. But that would be a better movie about than the kids. Movie. Yes, yeah. that'd be a great movie. For us to watch. Hell yeah, yeah. I'll watch that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Slenderman. Oh, uh, that's Slenderman. It's Fuck coming out Slenderman. this week. Uh, PG Come 13, 93 minute horror movie. I'll break those spindly fucking arms. Gangbang on Slenderman. Go ahead. Uh, the uh, the next movie we got coming out and the last is Black KK Klansman. I'm, I'm really Son. excited. That's gonna be so good. I'm You're missing a lot that. though. You're missing some movies. What you mean? I mean, I'm, I'm eventually gonna see them all. You know, but it's like I'm I'm picking and choosing the ones that I'm gonna oh, okay. for. I thought you were listing all the ones that are coming out. No. Oh no, because no, 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 no. you got the Meg. 
Hold on, man. Meg? Oh, I'm no. sorry. I'm sorry. I thought uh, you were yeah. done. I thought you said finally. Like that was we're, getting, we're getting to the good movies. Oh, okay. Like I just listened ah, to gotcha. four gotcha. shit movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Black KK, Black no. Clansman is I'm yeah. I'm into that shit. Yeah. It's um it's rated R 135 minutes. It's a biography, comedy, crime, drama. Mm-hmm. 76 Metascore. It says uh, Ron Stallworth, an African American police officer from Colorado, successfully manages to infiltrate the local KKK and became the head of the local chapter. Directed by Spike Lee, I, be- I believe this is produced by um by what's the guy Peel Jordan Peel yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. produced by Jordan Peel uh, Adam Driver is in this movie as well Jordan Peel also produced Forty Bothered You just oh yeah he did sure did. Note, he sure did yeah um yeah he's putting his money in some good movies mm-hmm. but um this was John John David Washington and Adam Driver in this movie Topher Grace holy yeah, shit Topher Grace. he plays the he plays the Grand the Dragon yeah. or Grandmaster nice. or something like that I like Topher Grace a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, go God see that. God bless quick, white America. Quick, quick sidebar. I found yeah. out that uh, my, my family's deep-rooted in Alabama. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. where I was born and stuff. Oh, yeah. I found out my very recently <laughs> that my great-great-grandfather was a grand dragon in the KKK. <laughs> Jesus well, that's, that's not, nothing to... I mean, that's not too bad. Like, at least he wasn't like a regular, just run-of-the-mill. He yeah. was up there grand dragon. <laughs> my, mom, my mom didn't know when she, she told me she, when she was younger, she didn't know anything about like what that meant mm-hmm. so right. she would brag about it at school she's like yeah my grand great grandfather's the he's a grand dragon is yeah. grand dragon under grandmaster i don't know that's I, the top the grand dragon's the top guy no like, i thought grandmaster was the top that's the top like the grand dragon well just i lived in a super racist yeah. community and but the grand dragon was like the top of each chapter okay. like they can be like a grand like grand dragon for over here over here over oh, here okay so grandmaster is like above the, all the, the grand okay, dragons yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's oddly juris like that's a oddly jurisdictional. They're, they're very organized to racism. And, and like the yeah. wild thing was is just like the grand. Well, I guess for your grandfather here, yeah. the 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 grand dragon wasn't the person that was really in control of that area. He was a figurehead in the face of it because yeah. like the police generally are a part of it as well. Everyone in the community are a bit of a part of it. But you can have like the chief of police as the grand dragon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, you have some other guy. He's the guy, but it's just it's the yeah, foundation yeah. is around. So it's just. I think the didn't isn't the the lead role of that movie Black Klan, Black Klansman isn't he a, I think he used to be a f- f- professional football player and he Possibly. became an actor thought oh, it was maybe. pretty pretty I cool know, I, I think this is like one of if not his first movie interesting I'm super interested in that yeah. and yeah, um, last but not least maybe least depending on who you are this is a movie that I just have zero interest. <laughs> I, to I see wanna, I really whatsoever. Watch it. My girlfriend can't wait to see it. Both of you guys can't <laughs> wait to see it. I can't wait Listen, not to see I it. I can't wait. <laughs> Bro, yeah. you know that shit's going to be so much fun. I, Go ahead, say be. the title. I can't, oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> the, the Meg. The Meg is a PG-13 <laughs> movie. It's a 113-minute runtime, an action horror sci-fi thriller. Uh, the rundown is, after escaping an attack by what he claims was a 70-foot shark, Jonas Taylor must confront his fears to save those trapped in a sunken submersible? What the fuck is a submersible? Submarine. It's just a submarine, a submersible? Yeah. Uh, so he's but, trapped but, in a sunken submarine. But it's a, it's a submarine that has windows. That's nah. It's a sci-fi TV movie made with a high budget and yeah. a... And, and, a to B list actors, yeah. like I'm into it. Jason I'm so Statham into it. Rose, they I'm made the Meg look cooler, you know, because they've been like shit. There's been shit like that all over the Sci-Fi Channel, like Man. oh Sharknado and oh <laughs> Megalodon versus a you know giant anaconda, you know, shit like that happens all the time. I mean, and I'm okay with that. I was okay with Sharknado one, two, and three. Like it's just complete farces. Man. But it's like, is this? Like so, or do they understand that this? They're is taking shit? the piss. They're taking so they're, the they're piss. just fully taking the piss. Oh yeah, it's gonna be yeah. so much fun. Dude. They're okay. taking the piss. It's okay. gonna be fun. Like I, I think one of the one of the shots in the trailer was Jason Statham 
looking at the bite, like the like the shark bit on the window. Yeah. And it's just like a dramatic close up, super cheesy, just like that's a big shock. No, it's a megalodon. <laughs> oh god. Like y'all are gonna have to come back and tell me about this because uh, like you'll go. I'll promise I won't. <laughs> I promise you I will not go to the theaters for it. I'll see it when I when it comes on HBO or something. I have a guilty pleasure for Jason Statham too. Mm. Like um, almost anything is there, and I just feel like all right. I'll he ages like fine wine, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, that man, he looks great. Hotter with time, <laughs> man. It's just take a sip. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, that's it for television and movie premieres, though. Yeah, but cool. Uh, all right, guys, thank you for listening. Uh, you can find those on iTunes at. For film's sake, you can find us on Facebook at the FFS Podcast. You can find us on... I did that wrong. Fuck. You can find us on Facebook at the FFS Podcast. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music app, under the name for film's sake. And my personal Twitter handle is at Brian Achieve. I'm at a T-H-A underscore V-O-N-Z. Hey. hey. I'm Jonathan, thank you so much for coming. Thank you guys very much. And thank you for suggesting this movie. Yeah. It's a fucking good movie. Uh, see you guys next week. Wait.